Hello ladies and gentlemen and everything in between. Welcome back to 90.3 WMSC Upper Montclair with Fandom Fair, a deep dive media show with your host Sam and Midge. So how are you doing, Midge? I'm pretty alright. Um, I'm good too. Uh, norm- I wish we had our normal show because Ruby just came back on and I would yeah. love to do our media talk hour. Yeah, that would- that, that would be great, but we, we've got this hour of time, and, uh... We're not gonna... Well, we're gonna be talking about media, because that's what we do. Yeah, but, um, we are gonna be talking about Ruby at some point during this episode, but yes, it's not gonna sir. be about Volume 8. Though we could, we can mention Volume 8, what happened in Episode 1, because, oh, just a little bit, just because I mean, my... it kind of adds on to it. But, um, today's episode... It's about the trope, bury your gaze. And why is this coming up, you may ask? Because if you ever heard... It's 2020. It's 2020, (laughs) first off, yes. But um, if you have ever heard of the show Supernatural, which it's sort of hard not to, it's quite popular if you were on Tumblr at all in 2012. Um, One of the most popular ships in the show, DCL, is kind of canon? Kind of? Neither of us watch Supernatural, I've watched, like, two scenes. Like, I saw a scene where their mom dies, and I watched the key, uh, the um, the scene where Castiel confesses to Dean. I watched it in full, and so that one clip that was circling around Tumblr. I, um, I, I decided to go back and be like, hmm. I watched, like, 14 episodes. Um, oh, my God, you actually watched Supernatural. I watched, like, 14 episodes of it, and I'm like, this is boring as hell. <laughs> Some of my friends, who I don't really talk to anymore, did watch Supernatural, and when everything happened, I'm like, do I text this person and be like, so, DCL? And then I didn't. So. Um, yeah, I, I watched it because of one of our old friends watched it, and then I'm like, I can't do this. Mm. This is boring. I'm going to rip my eyes out. I believe Jill watched did Jill watch Supernatural? I believe she might have watched Supernatural. Oh. Huh. I feel like she did, but um, I I could not get into it. Well, yeah, no, I. It was I didn't too wanna. long, and I didn't care. I didn't wanna. But uh, if you were on Tumblr or Twitter on literally from November fifth to November sixth, then you know what's up, and you were inflicted with psychic damage, like me. I woke I- up. I woke yeah. up, I'm like, Putin's resigning, <laughs> Destiel's canon. Putin, that was a rumor. That was the New York Times, for some reason, spreading that. Uh, who knows? But DCL, I woke up, and my entire dash Tumblr was about DCL. I'm like, it's 2020. We're talking about DCL now? And so I it's wrote 2020. this- 2020, why are we talking about Supernatural still? <laughs> it's the final season. But I wrote- I wrote this whole thing, like, the day after, and then I wrote some of it, like, a few days later, because I went back and was like, hmm, I'm gonna figure something out. But I I think I laughed so hard reading all of the posts I teared up, because it was completely insane that a show for five se- 15 seasons did this. It's been queerbaiting for 11, if I'm right, I hope. Um, and it finally brings something, like, actually queer to the table with this ship that's been going on for 11 seasons and they it's bad like it's not great so if you didn't watch the clip, I, uh, i'm not wait well, yeah i heard i heard the audio like on tiktok you did 
because um, someone was making fun of what's-his-face's acting. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. Because I, I originally, in this, I originally ma- made fun of uh, Mr. Jensen Ackles' acting, but then I decided to actually dive into de- the DCL tag on Tumblr. And it turns, it, and I'll explain that in a bit, but, like, if you didn't watch the clip, I'm not going to ask you to. I'll spare you the torture of watching it, because, and I'll just inflict the psychic damage myself. Like, the good radio slash podcast host I am. <laughs> I originally saw the <laughs> clip on uh, Twitter, and then I rewatched it on Tumblr twice for this. So you all have to suffer with me. I guess I don't. I guess I wrote this down that like a friendly admirer is my opinion because you know, whatever, WMC is an important. I I said that just in case that WMC isn't supporting our opinions. WMC doesn't this. support us. Yeah, uh, our opinions, but like, okay, so I decided to say okay, there's going to be spoilers for Supernatural, obviously, The Adventure Zone Balance, Voltron Legendary Defender, The Hundred, which I haven't actually watched. Thanks, Jill, for the example. Life is Strange, and then Ruby specifically. I guess we are going to spoil. Wait, you talked to? No, I. She mentioned it in our group chat. Uh, the hundred. Oh, that... I wasn't really, I wasn't really reading it. <laughs> yeah, but she mentioned it, and I'll get there. But like, and also Ruby. I guess we are going to be spoiling Volume Eight a bit. Um, but I'll re- I'll repeat the warnings as we go for the lovely radio audience. So, on my first run through of whatever happened, I made some misconceptions. But I watched a full clip of it, and I read some fan stuff. And apparently Dean, who Jensen Ackles play, is, like, a really broken guy. He's not good at expressing emotions, which is why he looks like he's a cardboard cutout. That's why he looks like he's constipated. Yeah. And I can't say anything about Jensen Ackles' opinions on gay people, but there are differing opinions on what exactly is up, that some people say he's a homophobe, some people say he's very supportive of the LGBT community, and I'm not here to tell you whether or not that's true. I don't know. But, like, so, I watched the full clip. It's, like, four minutes. I put myself through that. And as soon as Cass is gone, Dean's alone. Like, he starts to cry. <laughs> like, he actually, like, he does start to cry. So, the man does have emotions. He was just, like, in shock the entire time. Which I don't blame him for. Because, but I think Misha Collins acted the heck out of that scene, though. Um, but either way. So, according to literally everyone. But, as I figured out, Castiel dies after the interaction where he tells Dean that he loves him. And then he gets sent to Super Heck. I can't say the actual word, but he gets sent to Super Heck. And a lot of people were using, I think, a clip or, like, a gif from, like, another another piece of media. But he gets, like, venomed. Like, he, he gets absorbed into some black goo. It's so weird. I love coming out as gay and then being <laughs> sent to, to Super, Super Heck. Heck. <laughs> the bad afterlife. So, um... According to Tumblr, thank you, Tumblr, Cass made a deal with something called The Empty, whereas as soon as he felt happiness, he'd be dragged to a place much worse than the bad afterlife. Well, that that's what we'll call it. So I guess he was so happy while confessing to Dean that it triggered the deal, which, um, that brings us to Stupid. the entire- Yeah. It, so, like, he was like, oh, I love you, I love you, Dean. And then, uh, Dean was like, this sounds like a goodbye, and it was- because immediately afterwards, like a few seconds, a- like a few minutes afterwards, Cass got absorbed into into the black goo and it went super heck. He was, it was it's like oddly anticlimactic too. He's like absorbed into it and like boop gone. <laughs> I don't. Okay, so which brings us to the point of the entire shenanigan. Um, Supernatural has brought to le- has brought into the world one of the most egregious examples of brew your gaze I think I've ever seen. And we're going to talk about that trope. But if you don't know what bird you're yes. me, yeah. 
Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. But if you don't know what bury your gay- gays mean, uh, you're probably confused. And uh, I don't know the sexuality of Mr. Castiel, the angel man, but he does explicitly say, I love you to Dean. A man saying another man to another man that he loves him. I don't know, man. Sounds pretty homosexual to me. It could have just been that they were bros, but, like, I'm going to assume not. I mean, apparently there's been, like, you know, they've, like, in the show they've joked about it. Cool. Mm. Um, but Friendly Meyer, so, like, we're queer, so we think, so I think we got a right to talk about this sort of thing, even though we have not really watched Supernatural. <laughs> um, I'm gay, I could talk about it. We're gay, this is, uh, this is our stuff. We can talk about it. So, according to TV Tropes, um, Bury Your Gaze is, quote, the presentation of deaths of LGBT characters where these characters are nominally able to be viewed as more expendable than their heterosexual counterparts. In this way, the death is treated as exceptional in its circumstances. In Egregiate, queer characters are more likely to die than straight characters. Like how Cass goes to super hack. Like, Jesus. Uh, from this definition, you can see how this entire situation is quite literally bury your gaze. Because Cass has to deal with the empty, and because of this, he dies after feeling happiness. It's an exceptional guess. death. Um, and we don't know Dean's... I don't know... I didn't watch anything past that one scene, so I don't know what Dean's actual, like, feelings on Cass's death are, if that, or if that's where, like, the episode ended, I don't know. But, at most, you could only, from what uh, the record I don't know, I didn't get, I, I, I can't even put my two cents in, because I didn't watch up to, I was like, I remember I asked my our old friend, I was like, when is Castiel coming in? And they're like... Oh, like, season four. I'm like, I'm not waiting this long. You didn't want to wait for the angel, and I don't blame you. It, it, it was too long. I didn't care. It was boring. I'm gonna watch anime. <laughs> and you know, like, how we normally do it? So, uh, we don't actually know what Dean's... I don't actually know what Dean's feelings for Cass are, because he did look pretty upset, but, you know, it could just be losing a friend to him, I rather than losing too, a, romantic, a romantic interest. So, we don't know. I don't know. You're free to tell me. You're free to tell me at uh, either of our social medias, uh, which is... A way to plug. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is uh, on Twitter. It's fandomfare, F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E. And then on Instagram, you put an underscore between the M and the second F. Free for... Free... free, uh, Feel feel free to tell me. I'm, I'm interested. But, um... Do you want some examples of the bury your gaze? I have you. So what came to mind first immediately was the Avengers Unbalance. Um, we've praised Taz like multiple times, and McElroys do their best to have representation in their fun tabletop RPG game, RPG game when all the p- players happen to be cis-hit white men, and you love them for it. Uh, but Griffin made a mistake. Uh, so this is spoilers for the pill to the middle arc and for the final arc story and song. So, there are two characters, Sloane and Harley. Uh, Sloane is a half-elf thief. That's it's probably a rogue, but the wiki says she's a thief, so I don't know. And Harley's a halfling monk. Sloane is the villain of the uh, Pedals to the Medical, Metal Arc, <laughs> and Harley is the Tris Horny Boy's main ally. Wait. Still have to read the comic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't have it either. But, yeah, there's a comic art out, and if you don't want to... I mean, I would listen to the show. It's a wonderful show. If you don't want to listen to it, there is the the graphic novel is out for that too. So, either way, highly recommend. It's wonderful. 
Uh, so at the very end of the arc, both Sloane and Hurley die after being explicit, explicitly said to be partners by Hurley earlier in the arc. This is obviously a bury your gaze moment, but Mr. Griffin McElroy, your littlest brother and dungeon ma- master of the arc, pretty much embarrassed him. And, uh, he got some complaints from queer fans, and he fixed it, which was wonderful of him. Uh, he brings Hurley and Sloane back during the story and song arc as dryads to save Merle's daughter Mavis from the current enemy. Uh, you know, the... Uh, the I legitimately couldn't remember it. And the I hunger. To, the hunger. I didn't. I decided not to look it up. But Griffin was informed of mista- mistakes. He fixed it. So I'd say um, Griffin did a, a good job. Griffin did do a good job on fixing that. That was a good, and that good is fix. The only time in this that I think, I mean, a few down the line, another uh, specifically with the hundred, they try to fix it, and I'm like, oh, uh, it's not great. From what I read on TV tropes, I'm like, ooh, that's not great. But the next example that comes to mind is my worst enemy, Voltron, the legendary defender. Which I, I want to say something really quick about Voltron. Go on. My, my stepfather willingly watches Voltron but refuses to watch She-Ra. I'm like, stop! The first the first few seasons were good for Voltron, and then it went downhill. It went downhill. He's like, it's good. I'm like, I'm not watching that so, trash show. You know, if you decide to actually watch Voltron, which personally I do not recommend. I don't recommend. Honestly, if you want to watch it, watch up to season. I don't know. Just I don't recommend it, actually. But again, it's spoilers for the last season. So I was smoking about it on the show here, I believe in our LGBT episode back in June, which perhaps take a listen to it. It was fun to record. It's on, our, it's on, our, it's on, it's on Spotify. Spotify and... And Google Podcasts. Yeah, but uh, Voltron, Legendary Defender, had atrocious representation. It queerbaited its fans repeatedly with Clance, and also technically Shiro, I suppose. And what's important to the discussion, which is, they killed off Adam, Shiro's something. I don't think we ever find out exactly what they are in the show, but the showrunners said they were lovers, and then Adam's wiki page says they're ex-fiances. I don't quite remember, which is interesting, but I don't quite remember... It's ever confirmed what exactly they are in the show. Eventually, Shiro marries Curtis, a character who had one line in the show, if my memory of the last season is right. Um, but we're here to talk about Adam. Poor Adam, who um, did get lines, thank God, but he didn't even have a full last name. Oh, he's, epic. He's just Adam W. I, like, so, um, so Adam is killed during the invasion of Sindak, uh, who is one of the recurring villains of the series, is uh, Fleet. According to the wiki, uh, quote, Adam was the last left alive when his aircraft was hit and he dies in a fireball. Uh, poggers. <laughs> they had the gate do- go down in fire. <laughs> oh, like how gays were burned? Mm, no. But I was thinking more like a, you know, like the stereotype of like a flaming gay, you know. Mm. Mm. I don't. Well, that that, that also. Well, that whole thing comes from uh, the the burning of gay people being and being forcefully outed. Yeah, I wasn't thinking about that at the time, but nice. That's great. Uh, so the only morning we ever see from Shiro is him looking wistfully at a memorial plaque uh, for Adam, and then a small conversation with uh, Commander Iverson, who's one of the minor characters. But and besides that, I don't believe Adam is ever mentioned again because Shiro gets married. Like, I think the time skip is five years later. But, you know, moving on, but whatever, but still. Does Shiro get married to a woman? A man who barely had Mm -hmm. any lines. 
cool. Was just introduced in that season. <laughs> Not even like a character that we've known. I, uh, whatever. So uh, this uh, next sample is one that uh, Jill brought up to me. So thank you, Jill, friend of the show. We love you. She's probably listening, so we love you, Jill. Always. We love you, Jill. But I've never watched the hundred, and I assume you've never watched the hundred. No, <laughs> no. I think my yeah, I, I heard. It. I heard about it. I heard about it because it was on Tum. You know, I would look it's on, on Tumblr. Yeah, I would look through the trending, like, oh, the hundred, okay, uh, or Clexa. I would see, but there was a barrier gaze moment. Spoilers for, I guess, season three, the finale. I don't know how long the show ran. <laughs> I didn't do too much um, uh, uh, research into this one, but um, so according to Trivia. TV tropes. Quote, in season three, Lexa is accidentally killed by a bullet meant for her love interest, Clark. A short time after they reconciled and consummated the relationship, her death caused controversy and brought media attention to the barrier gaze trope. Her death is later subverted in the finale when she returns as part of an AI and appears in the City of Light to help Clark defeat A-L-I-E or Allie. She's given a climactic send-off when she charges at ALIE's army so that Clark can get to the kill switch to shut off ALIE. It keeps making me say it. The showrunner justified killing her off by the fact that the actress was leaving the show and the show's persistent anyone-can-die trope, but is widely agreed to be a straight example because of the circumstances of her death scene. Yeesh. Um, I hated I hated just reading that bit. <laughs> Because, like, okay, you kill off this character, and then you bring her back as part of an AI. Which I, feel... I, I would say that's even worse if she was non-binary. I have no... Uh, most likely, it will... Mo- yeah, it was, it was lesbian, so... But I still think, you know, killing off a character, and then having the half-assed last-minute thing of bringing her back as an AI in the finale... Uh, it's not good. I wouldn't say so. The uh, <laughs> uh, TV trope says her death was subverted in the finale, but I wouldn't say that's subverted as the character's still dead. The character's still dead. So mm-hmm. that's not subversion. That's just, I don't know what to call that, but it, it's like, it's not what happened in Taz with Sloan and, Har- Sloan and Harley where they physically came back. They, but no, this, the character's still dead. And I, I don't, anyone can die, drop, uh, I don't know. But, um, I mean, like, yeah. I, I don't want to say it's, like, justified, justified, but it is, no. like, uh, I'm just going to talk about Game of Thrones really quick. Go on. Because Game of Thrones is definitely something that anyone can die, main characters die all the time, so I'm going to spoil Game of Thrones a little bit. There's, um, there's multiple gay characters in that show. Um, I want to bring up Loris and Renly, who are, they're not openly gay because it's medieval times and you can't you know. be gay. Um, even in fantasy role, George R. R. Martin is like, <laughs> stay in the closet. Um, but they're one of the, I think it's ironic, they're probably one of the healthiest relationships in that show. But those two characters do die, not necessarily because they're gay. They don't die because of, like, they're outed or whatever. They die because it's war. And, uh, Oberyn Martell, who is the Mandalorian, I forget, uh, oh, Pedro Pascal. Pedro. Um, he plays Oberyn Martell, who is, uh, bisexual, but he has a wife. But they're, like, oh, they're in an open relationship. <laughs> Good for them. 
because no gay person can be monogamous. Uh, never mind. <laughs> um, no, that, that was my own personal jab at gay people. Uh, uh, oh, of course, yes. Which I could say, because I'm gay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he dies, but that's just because he's in a duel. He gets his head squished. Right, I remember you telling me about that, I'm like, squished? Yeah, he gets his head popped. Um, but, like I said, it's not... I don't want to say it's, like, super justified, but it's Game of Thrones. Like, I'm not... I'm not gonna blame George R. R. Martin for not sparing these characters. Yeah. Because that's what he does, is just murder. He do a lot of murder of the characters. I couldn't tell you uh, how many character, how many stray characters have died before Lexa, Lexa has died. But still, it just feels... Uh, just reading and, it, and also, I like, don't like it. <laughs> I, I, like, especially Oberyn was a pretty fleshed-out character. I'm like... You know, so I, I I think I'll forgive. But, you know, George R. R. Martin could have made homosexuality open Legal? in his in in his fantasy world. He had he had all the he he is the god of that world. He could have done it. <laughs> he could have done it, but no, they still had to stay in the the closet. Free. I mean, he started writing in the '90s, but still, he could have changed. They could have changed it for the show. No. <laughs> no? You don't understand, that would... <laughs> what would that do? Nothing. That's the no. point. Yeah. <laughs> that was my joke. Oh. A yoke. Um, my yoke. Uh, but Life is Strange, which... Life is Strange. I do, I do want to add on. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, to the uh, end. obviously spoilers uh, for the first game. Uh, literally the end of the first game. And also for the prequel game, For the Storm. It's just a minor spoiler for that. I actually haven't played the prequel game or watched someone play it yet. Uh, I watched... But, uh, so, who did uh, I watch play it? Probably Jack, right? Jack Jacksepticeye? No? I know. Maybe MatPat? I'm not sure. Mm. I think I watched MatPat play it. Uh, so at the end of the game, uh, you're given this, the option of sacrificing Chloe, your character Max's love interest, or sacrificing the entire town of Arcadia Bay, which, by the way, at first I was like, what's the name of the town? And, and I wrote Curtin uh, K, which is, I believe, the name of the prison from infamous Second Son. So, <laughs> it was dumb of me. It's this, and A, so I'm like, uh, I was like, oh, that's not right. And I checked, I'm like, oh, Arcadia Bay, wrong one. But, um, so, if you choose to sacrifice Arcadia Bay, the hurricane destroys everything. And Chloe and Max drive off in Chloe's truck. But if you choose to sacrifice Chloe, Max kisses Chloe before going back in time and allowing Chloe to die when Nathan Prescott shoots her in the bathroom. Uh, I believe uh, the, the, uh, it was word of God that no matter what, Chloe and Max are romantic. Uh, but still, this like they do kiss at some point during the game, right? I don't think this is their because only kiss. Because of the end. Uh, like, well, I mean, right before Chloe sacrifices herself, she kisses Max. Yeah, but I think, I, like, And they, they joke several times where it's like, oh, kiss me. I swore they kissed in, like, Chloe's bedroom. I swore they did. I think that's an option that uh, you can do. But this is, like, you know, it, it makes you do it when Chloe, uh, sacrifices herself. Yeah, I think, I think, um, you could kiss her, like, she's like, oh, you should kiss me, and then, like, you kiss her, like, as a joke, and she's like... Whoa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But uh, also, uh, going back to it, uh, bef- in, uh, uh, before the storm, we uh, uh, Rachel died prior to the events of the first game. And, well, it's confirmed that she and Chloe were in a relationship, which makes Rachel's death a case of barrier gates. And quite literally, I think Rachel's and Chloe's deaths in, like, I suppose, are the only mainstay characters that die, right? Mm-hmm. Besides Max, they are the only confirmed queer characters, so. But I, I do want to bring up that um, the, you do have the comic series. Yes. I, for Life is Strange, which I think is if you sacrifice Arcadia Bay um, and Max and Chloe are together. So, yeah, it's a barrier gaze in the, you know, I, I guess the canon verse you could technically say, but there's a comic series which I still have to read because Life is Strange is one of my favorite games. Um, yeah. But it is, you know, they do the sapphic things. They do the sapphic things. And finally, what we've both been waiting to talk about, it's Ruby time, baby. So let me preface this with the fact that technically the character that was killed off was never con- explicitly confirmed or stated to be LGBT plus at all. It's literally just the implications and how creepy it all got. Uh, like, so specifically, we're talking about Volume Seven and uh, the end, and I suppose the beginning of Volume Eight because I guess we'll mention that. And Clover Ebby, uh, you've definitely heard if you've listened to the radio show last year, you definitely heard us complain about mm. it as we literally we we, we complained about it for like a good thirty minutes. Um, yeah. It was like, was it the season finale or was the it episode ha- prior? Season finale. That's when Clover died. And I was like. This is hard. <laughs> yeah, because we uh, we did do our media talk at the beginning of our show last semester and talked about Ruby pretty much every time because it was happening while we were on the radio. So uh, you've heard us complain about this before multiple times. So I'll just give you the brief. Clover dies in the last episode of Volume 7 after a volume of forming an extremely gay-coded relationship with main character Crow Branwyn. And the ship's popularity grew in the fandom over the volume, and the Ruby Twitter and former animators teased it as well. I'm not going to call out the specific person that TV Trope's linked to. But a lot of people were upset. Me and Sam both were. We complained for an hour about it. Um, about how Clover died, and it was just the entire scene, despite being absolutely, like, there were moments that were absolutely beautiful in the scene, but the entire scene itself was dumb as heck. I don't Wonderfully ship animated. at all anymore plan out doing so but sam you were super upset i you was really so pissed i was like oh um, like i was on oh my god what was the ship name it uh you were on iron crow or were you on oz crow no no i was on the the, the crow and clover ship tag crow, we, we literally went crover we talked about this like i yesterday. went crover but there's like a ship name oh uh, it's, it's some, like lucky uh, something uh, it's lucky lucky strike no, it's not that, but whatever. I was on that ship tag every week for that whole volume. She was. We literally went the, on to, like, Ruby. Okay, I, I don't... I forgot which which creator, which you said that you... I'm not going to call them out either, because yeah, I forgot yeah. who was. But they were hyping this ship up. Yeah. And then the most dumbest fight happened. That's what I'm upset about. <laughs> I, I'm mad about... The stakes of that fight and, yeah. like, because there, there were no stakes. It was stupid. There was no reason Crow should have gone against Clover to fight with Tyrion. 
Like that. Yes. It, it was just so. It was just bad writing, and everything was was done for shock value. Very much so. Um. Which I don't agree with the fans who were like sending death threats to research. Absolutely team. not. Like, like the thing happened with Voltron. It's don't do that, y'all. Like I get it if you want to stop watching the show, but I remember like a week or like about two weeks later they had released um oh, like yeah. pins. They released a pin set with Clover, with Clover's Clover. pin and um, Crow's Crow. like symbol uh, emblem, and. I, along with other fans, were pissed, because <laughs> it's like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> Rubbing salt into the wound, huh, buddy? Yeah, it was just really tasteless on Rooster Teeth's part, but uh, I'm not going to leave Ruby anytime soon. No. But, yeah, so I was upset about how Crow worked with Tyrion instead of Clover. Why would you work with the man who poisoned you instead of the man you have formed a friendship with? Why? But I guess before we go into this, we can't... Oh, oh, yes. In the... Okay, this is spoilers for the episode... First episode of season eight. Um, but you see Clover's corpse. It's there. You can see it. The... The... The Aesops are looking at it. You know Which what we I have... would like to give my favorite theory right now is which you know, Crow will use... We can, we can the... talk about uh, the first episode, because we have time. Uh, I hold on. I just want to say I I pray I'm manifesting this into the universe that Crow <laughs> will use the staff of creation to bring Clover back to life, even though it may just lead to Clover being like, you Dude. can't use it on me. I don't know. Whatever. Dude. Yeah, but we can talk about the episode. We have time. If I if I can get a, a Clover kiss, I'm manifesting that into the universe. <laughs> Gonna uh... run. Because I just, need. I'm worried about Crow. He's in prison. Um, I, I saw a funny meme on Tumblr where it was like, um, my my sibling ship has ended with Raven. Now, Robin is my new sister. Yes, yes, I saw that too. <laughs> I was like, perfect, wonderful, as it should be. I think I saw someone like wrote down their theories, and one of them was that spring was coming, so Raven was coming back. And if Nora becomes mm. a spring maiden, I'm all for it. <laughs> yeah. I, my theory, main theory back during Volume 7 was that Nora's co- become the Winter Maiden because of the name of the prior Winter Maiden, Freya, who is a Norse goddess, the name, and Nora is Thor. So that was my theory. And then Penny mm-hmm. became the Winter Maiden, and I was happy because I love Penny. It's... we Yeah. Volume 8 so far is very insane, so... Yeah, um... God. I, you know, it's gonna be a dark season. I, um... I watched the opening before I actually watched the episode. Me because, too. um... Because yeah. they had put it on their Instagram page. And I was like, oh! We're doing Volume 3 again, aren't we? Great. <laughs> this is cool. what I need. This is what I need at this moment in my life. This is what we need in 2020. This is what we need in 2020 is a dark season of my comfort show. <laughs> Which, it, it's very arguably, arguable if this is actually my comfort show because it does bring me an immense amount of stress. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I, I want to there... bring up how Cameron said, I thought you had, like, four different comfort shows. Like, JoJo, I go, no, JoJo's not a comfort show. That's a... a 
a pain show. That gives us brain rot. That, it's a poison my life. Oh, look at that. We mentioned JoJo. We look, we... Add it to the JoJo count of how many times we talk about JoJo. I have not been keeping that count. (laughs) (laughs) Let me talk about the queer baiting that's in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I mean, we have time. (laughs) I, I mean... I don't know. Well, There's all, no real, all of it. All of it. It's all queer baiting. <laughs> Sorry, Iraqi. Um, there's no real queer baiting in JoJo. No, no. I, it's just very all, homoerotic. Homoerotic and, um, I mean, there was gelato and sorbet, but, uh. Yeah. Oh, that was a kill your gaze? I was a per- You're so right. I'll talk about that. Well, okay, so, uh. Well, we'll just yeah, go I, that for yeah, a, yeah, a minute. Yeah, I've just finished, uh, t- uh, part five, like, a few weeks ago. And getting, we find out that uh, two characters, Serbe and Gelato, who in the English dub, they're explicitly said to be in a relationship, but I believe it's teased in the sub, and it's not said at all in the manga that they are gay. And the the, the fandoms widely recognize that they are gay. Um, so they get, like, we don't even get to really meet them. We see them, and then, and then oh, suddenly they're, they're dead. I don't remember who had to watch who die, but one of them had to watch one of them die, which terrible. Get cut up into little pieces and frozen in ice or something. I don't quite remember. It was, I believe, it was glass. Glass. Part five is a lot. <laughs> um, um. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I remember. Um, I did my whole project in yeah. intro to speech class on um queer representation in media, and I did. Oh, yeah. Like five slides on terrible representation. I yes, felt, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just want to say how funny it is. I'm under my bed and I have like mm. blankets surrounding my bed. Cameron just lifts up the blanket a little bit to hand me a diet coke. <laughs> Thanks, Cameron. Um. But yeah. Yeah. I because I remember I was like, oh, I get to talk about JoJo so much. I'm gonna talk about how Jolene was supposed to be a lesbian, but thanks and to the show. And as soon as the first trans <laughs> Jojo, Trojo character. A Rocky be like, You're transgender? You're That's so cool. <laughs> oh, I love that, those memes. That that's me when you when you told me that you were non binary. I was like, You're uh, non binary? That's so cool. You're non binary? That's so cool. <laughs> I don't even remember how it came up. I think it was just like uh, I'm this. I'm like, okay. Okay. That's great. <laughs> and you, you had apparently been out for To friends. Yeah. And I, I, I found out when we were living. I don't even remember when I found out. I don't know either. Probably, it probably was... junior. Oh, I think literally, uh, we weren't, probably junior when we weren't in drama anymore. I think I told you over Snapchat. <laughs> probably. And I was like, cool. <laughs> cool. I was like, you're non-bananary? Non-bananary. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> okay. Um. But, uh, I think I will. Con- you would. Would you like to conclude, or is there I was gonna say. I, say? I, I thought I was gonna say a Star Wars thing, but I realized there's no explicit there's no, out. It's just no bad writing. Gaze. It's just bad writing. No, like none of the. Yeah, there was no gays explicitly said in Star Wars. There are two people kissed in the back of the shot that they easily erased, but. Uh, yeah, um, no, no one explicitly out in Star Wars, which is a little ridiculous. This is, like, a 40, 50-year-old franchise. Fools. But you can't, we can't upset 
the original fans who were like 10 when they watched this. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid they piss off someone like my dad. <laughs> I remember I, I used to piss him off when I was like in high school. I was like, look, Han Solo and Luke Skywalker were obviously gay. Obviously. I'm like, look. Was that your brother? <laughs> I can hear him. He's not it's a, like he's he not said a- something about. Something about Minecraft. No, he doesn't know anything about Minecraft. Disgusting. No, he doesn't. We hate Daniel. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, I think that's the end of our show. That's the end of our show. So it's been like an insane year. A lot of things have happened, and it may not seem so important to talk about in the grand scheme of things to talk about barrier gays. And I don't blame you for feeling that way. We, as I was writing the, we're still in the middle of a pandemic. As I was writing this, the US election was still going on, but we now know that Joe Biden is our president-elect. And well, talking my about grandmother a car- just, my grandmother just messaged me that they're recounting in Georgia and. Oh yeah, I heard. Yeah. And Pennsylvania is looking into, but whatever, we whatever. won. We, we're good. <laughs> we're done. Uh, so then talking about a character dying on a show that has been going on for 15 years seems dumb. I don't blame you. But it's never a bad time to talk about what harm, bad representation, and killing off queer characters can do to LGBT people. Uh, we have so little little good rep as it is. It's out there. It is. Uh, okay, so examples I got are the anime Stars in the Line has a non-binary character. Uh, previously mentioned The Adventure Zone has a lot of queer characters. And then I mentioned Dokiesu, which we both watched. Dokiesu is so good. I want... Ugh. Heartwarming. Dokiese. Uh, I'll. I guess I'll spell it out. So it's uh, D O U. Yeah. I. I guess it's Dokiese or Dokiese because I. There's an I at the end here. I wrote. Oh no. But. D O U K Y U S S E I. It's in Japanese. Whatever. It's in Japanese. It's in sub. It's good. Do you have any other um recommendations of the queer media for the people? Uh, hold, hold, hold. Let me look at my anime watch list. Probably okay. not. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm watching Utena right now, so. Oh, Utena, that's Sailor Moon. Of course, yeah. Um, uh, JoJo. <laughs> no, she's barely JoJo. Barely JoJo. I'm gonna recommend it either way. We just Madoka Ma- JoJo. Uh, Madoka Magica, maybe. Yeah. I'm um, gonna talk to you about that movie because, oh boy. Oh, you watched it? I watched the movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the ending, yeah. Okay, the ending. Jesus. But uh, anyway. Oh, kakegururi. So, that's kake- true. That's gay. Um, <laughs> it just has the vibes. It just has same thing with Madoka Magical, but that's all magical girl animes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose that's as good as a place to end it as any. Um, this has been Fandom Fair with. Oh God, we're reversing it. Uh, Midge and Sam. <laughs> we reversed it. Um, I guess I'll repeat where you can find us on social media, if you're just listening in now. Uh, so on Twitter, we are F-A-N-D-O-M-F-A-R-E, and then in between the M and the last F, you put an underscore. And we're also on, uh, Google Play and Spotify, all of our episodes, and then on SoundCloud, you can listen to the last four episodes. Because I'm not paying. We're not paying the money. But the last episode we put up was Nightmare Before Christmas, which was fun. Yeah, that was a fun episode. Um, I mean, and we're we're on here every Saturday. Yeah. At first, we're probably gonna change soon because uh, 
semester's uh, the, ending. Yeah, at uh, 5 p.m. to 6 e- EST. So if you'd like to listen in, that's when we're on. It's a, a 90.3 WMSC. You can also listen in on iHeartRadio or WMSCRadio.com. And we also say when we're going up on our social media. So that's a pretty good reason to uh, follow us. But you don't have to. And uh, so, brush your teeth. Uh, clean, uh, wash sheets. <laughs> Take a shower, you're a little stinky. Just a little bit of stinky. Uh, drink some water. Take care of yourself. Uh, we love you and have a it- good afternoon, evening, or good night. I stole that from a movie and I forgot which one it was. It's the one uh, with Jim Carrey in it. Truman Show. <laughs> Truman Show. Um, so bye. Bye-bye.